In this episode, I'm going to be talking about this weird idea that dog training should be free or it should be or it should be cheap. This is something that a lot of people, a lot of dog trainers are faced with on a regular basis. This is something that a lot of people that are not dog trainers, people who have dogs, so dog owners, feel this way. And even dog trainers a lot of times feel this way too. So this belief is that, or this idea is that because you have dog training knowledge or provide dog training services, that it's not as valuable as any other service that any other professional could provide. And it is something that, that is very, very prevalent in our industry. We see this quite a bit. Okay? People are always trying to get deals clients are always trying to get deals right or or they're they're always surprised at the at the price that many trainers offer with their services and you notice this if you're a dog trainer and you train dogs for a living you have encountered this okay and if you are a dog trainer and other dog trainers want to come to you to get more experience, you also encounter this. You also experience this. Okay, It's even worse from other dog trainers. When dog trainers want to get information from you and you are a dog trainer, maybe you have more experience, maybe you have information that the other dog trainer doesn't have, these dog trainers definitely want to get a deal. It's almost like they feel like... I know dog training as well. We're dog trainers, so you should cut me a deal because we're both dog trainers. You have the information, so therefore you should want to give me the information. And it's, it circulates all around. You, you see this, you experience this, and if you don't experience it, maybe you're the one who have asked for deals. It's just, let's think about this for a moment. When I go to a mechanic, when something is wrong with my vehicle and I have to go to the mechanic and the mechanic gives me a price tag and they tell me this is how much it's going to cost me. These are the man hours. This is, these are the materials and this is how long I'm going to need to repair your vehicle. I personally might be surprised at sometimes some of the pricing and the only surprise comes because I just don't anticipate it, right? I'm not, I'm not a, a mechanic, so I don't, I don't work with this stuff. So when a, a mechanic tells me it's this much, and I think, well, in my mind, maybe it would have been less. Or sometimes it's the opposite. In my mind, I think, well, that should have been way more, but he's only charging me this much. It's just because of lack of experience. But at the end of the day, when the mechanic gives me the price tag, I always think to myself, well, that's how much it costs. And I believe most people are the same way. There are some people that are bargain shoppers. There are people that want to go, okay, I'm going to take it to another mechanic. But in general, people are aware of this. If you go from mechanic A to mechanic B or mechanic C, these are going to be different mechanics. 
but the price range is going to be very similar. It's not going to be drastically different. They still have to buy the materials. They still have to put in the man hours. So even though the pricing might be different, they're not going to be drastically different. In dog training, you don't have that. In dog training, you have dog trainers that will provide similar services and the services are priced drastically different. I've heard of people that charge, for instance, $75 for a private lesson, for a one-hour private lesson. And I know people that charge over $200 for a private lesson. And I know people that charge somewhere in that range, and there are people that charge over $1,000 for a set of lessons. Now, you might think, well, maybe the person that charges a lot more has more experience, and therefore, they're worth that. But it is not always the case. It really is. And there are people that have the quote-unquote experience, and I'm not going to demean people's experience, okay? But there are people that have the experience, maybe are not able to communicate that experience very well. Or there are people that have the experience, but maybe they're not able to to work the dog and communicate with the client the same way that the person with less experience is able to. And it's not uncommon for that to happen. There are people that have very, very low, little experience. And um, this is not an episode to bash experience or not experience. But there are people that have very low experience, not a whole lot of time in the industry, that charge a lot of money. There's nothing wrong with that, okay? They charge a lot of money and they get paid that money, okay? They have clients, people that will pay that much money. It just happens there's a clientele that goes i will pay for the extra amount of money but you also have a number of people that just completely undermine it and go no there's no way i'm paying that much right or, or that you have your diyers that they just want to they would rather watch spend the hours and hours on youtube than pay somebody else to train their dog which there is nothing wrong with that. You can DIY it. A lot of us dog trainers were DIYers. A lot of us who train dogs now were in the same position, myself included. So we, we like to do that, and, and that's why we, we troubleshoot and we go, this is, eventually we go, this is something I, I like doing. So again, nothing wrong with any of that. But I just wanted to point at the idea, the thought process that dog training should be a craft that you do just because you love it. And if you love it, you shouldn't charge for it, right? That's the idea. And you see this and the thought always comes to mind, right? Why? Why does it, why does it turn out to be this way? Where a, um, a dog trainer will have a certain sort of services and a certain price tag for that service. And then you have, uh, whether it be other dog trainers or clients that go, well, yes, I understand these are the services. I understand that, that this is what, what it's worth, but I'm not willing to pay for that. And again, doesn't happen in, in other industries. Right? You get a quote to get your windows done. You get a quote to get your house painted. You get a quote or a few quotes to get your uh, your electrical work done. 
your roof done, etc., anything, any number of things. And even though the price may be hard to swallow, we don't generally go, I'm not paying that, that is way too much. You generally go, that's a lot of money, but we need to get it fixed, so we need to do whatever we need to do to address that. Okay, you think to yourself, well, that might be a lot of money to get the electrical work done, but we need to do what we have to do to get it done because it's something that needs to be fixed. And a lot of people are like that, even with dog training, but there are, there are also a number of people that are different that go, yes, that is a lot of money. Uh, yes, that is the right service. And yes, I need, the, I need to get this problem fixed, but I'm not willing to pay that money. So what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to just keep dialing. I'm going to just I'm going to wait for the right person to give me the price that I am willing to pay for me to fix this problem. And oftentimes that doesn't happen. You if you train dogs, you've had this experience where people have gone that route and they end up coming back to you anyway. Right? Or they've gone the cheaper route and it hasn't always paid off. Because a lot of times, that's how it happens. And then, you have dog trainers that just are all over the place when it comes to pricing. And a lot of dog trainers contribute to this problem. A lot of dog trainers price themselves way too low, ridiculously low. And that, that is a... There may be a number of reasons why that happens, they, but it boils down to one thing. It boils down to they don't feel like they're worth more than that. So they'll go, I'm going to be the trainer that is going to charge $50 for a private lesson because I don't feel like I have the experience or the knowledge to charge $130, you know, $160, $200 per private lesson. Or I'm the type of dog trainer that doesn't have enough experience to charge so many thousands of dollars for a boarding and training. For whatever the case, whatever the service may be, there are people that just don't feel like they're worth it. Right? They feel like, well, I'm just still learning, so this is what I'm going to, char to charge. And people ask, well, what is wrong with that? What is wrong with charging less because you're still learning. I get that. I completely understand that. My, my belief is if you're not able to help somebody, maybe you still are in the learning process, in the learning phase. Maybe you still need to gain your experience by either working for somebody else or maybe volunteering. But if you're going to step into that business world, if you're going to print the business cards, if you're going to create that website, if you're going to write down your services on paper, that's the moment where you now are entering the market as a service provider. And that's where you now need to assess what you, what you feel you are worth. And maybe the problem is not, I need to charge less, but maybe the problem is you need to reevaluate your sense of self-worth and go, you know what, I am worth that much more. I don't care if the person next door has a few more years or a couple more months than I do. 
this is what I need. This is how I, how I feel I'm worth it. And this is what I'm going to charge. Now, it doesn't have to be outrageous, but it doesn't need to be in accordance with what you feel your experience is, is worth to the average client. To, just to give you an idea of how it should work, in my opinion, is as a dog trainer, you don't need to be, if you're providing a service, you don't need to be an expert. You don't need to be a world leader and you don't need to be this amazing, outstanding, recognized, world-renowned dog trainer to be able to charge what you need in order to survive, in order not to survive, but in order to thrive. What needs to happen is you just need to know more than your client. If you know more than your client, you're already several steps ahead. You don't need to know more than a person who has been doing it for 20 years. You don't need to know more than the person that has trained 5,000 dogs. You just need to know more than your client. If you know more than your client and you're able to help them with their particular dog, you are now in a position where you can charge whatever you need to charge to not just survive but to thrive. That's how you need to look at it. You need to look at it from that perspective because if you look at it from the perspective of, well, I'm not, I don't know that much, so I'm just going to charge very, very low. What happens is this is how you train the marketplace. This is how you train the prospect clients. This is how you train people to view and to cheapen dog training because of that. Because somebody eventually goes, well, you know, this person's charging 1200 for a set of private lessons. This person is charging 1000 for a set of private lessons. This person is charging you know, 900 for a set of private lessons. And it's all in the thousand range, right? And then suddenly here, whoa, this person only charges 300 for a set of private lessons. Well, that is a big contrast, right? That's a big contrast. Well, this person is charging $5,000 for a month of boarding and training. This person is charging $4,000 for a month of boarding and training. This person is charging 3800 for a month of boarding and training. This person is only charging $1,200 for a month of boarding and training. And see that contrast, right? So it, it, it accidentally trains people to go, well, crap. Well, then there's always a cheaper option, right? And the person charging $1,200 probably is worth the $5,000, right? They're probably worth the, the, the extra money that they need. But what happens is this apologetic pricing that people have when they don't, they don't feel like they, they're worth their, their services, this is what creates a little bit of that chaos. And this is why people feel entitled to free information, right? And if you're gonna use free information, that's perfectly fine. And as, as a dog trainer, your free information should be a, a gateway to you. Right? I offer tons of free information. I have a YouTube channel with over a thousand videos and probably like half of them or more are informative in some, in some fashion. So there's nothing wrong with that. 
But at the end of the day, you have to, you have to realize that you can charge more and not doing so creates this sense of, an, of entitlement. And then you see this with dog trainers, right? You see this with dog trainers that go, well, I want to learn from this person, right? But they should give me the information for free, right? So I should just DM them. I should just send them a text and I should go, hey, I just need some help with this. Uh, how can you help me? But hey, can we book a call? I've had that happen. Can we book a call? And let's, uh, you know, let's book a call so you can tell me how to fix this. Now, I have people that also reach out and they do offer to pay. Okay, there's this is not against you. There's nothing wrong with asking for help. Um, you know, I ask for help too. I have people that I look up to. Um, but my questions, if, if I'm going to ask for input from somebody that I know knows more than me, um, it's not like this entitled, hey, let's get on a call and, and I'm not going to ask you a hundred questions or, or question after question after question and then expect you to just give me all these answers. I'm not going to do that. I feel awful doing that. But I have people that occasionally do that to me. Okay. You ask me a question, I'm going to answer it very likely. Or I'm going to make an episode about it. That way it's a win-win. You get your answer and I get content. And other people also get the content. So that's not a problem. And this probably doesn't apply to most people. Okay. I know a lot of you have probably sent me messages. You've asked me questions. I'm not talking about you. But I've had some instances where people just go on a full-scale, um, you know, I, I want this and I want this and I want to know this and let's get on a phone call. And, and, and I've even had people that I know very well try to take advantage of that, all right? Like take a full, like a full hour out of my time and look, I'm going to, if I like you and I know you, I'm going to chat with you. But if you use that opportunity to just drill me with a bunch of questions that you already have, and this is not a catching up call, it's not a catching up chat. This is more of a, you're just going to give me answers to a bunch of questions that I have, and that's it, right? It's this entitlement, this feeling of entitlement that, you know, you know the answers, so you should give me the answers because I'm asking them. And that is unacceptable. You can pick them out and I can already start to see it. I can, because people are like this, I've learned to pick up on that. And I've had to tell people, we're not doing that. Okay, I'm definitely not doing that. Look, I like you and I'll chat with you and we'll say hi. But by the, I'm not just waiting by my phone uh, waiting for you to message me the next question and for me to answer it and then wait for the next question. It's not happening. And as a dog trainer, you also should not let that happen. Okay, I don't understand this feeling of entitlement. I will feel awful just going, hey, um, question for you, this, this, and this. Hey, another question for you, this, this, and this. Hey, can we just get on a, on a can I just send you this, this massive list of questions and, uh, and you just answer them for me? It's a sense of entitlement that you see it a lot with dog trainers, sometimes dog owners, but a lot of it you see it with dog trainers, right? So that is the interesting part to me. In general, I believe whether it comes from dog trainers or dog owners, we just have this view of dog training. And I say we, I don't mean me, 
and I don't mean you very likely, but when I say we, I mean just us in the industry, whether you're a consumer or a provider. I think in general, people don't value this type of service. They truly don't. Not like other industries. And part of it is the industry itself. Right? You are a um you could you could call yourself a dog trainer tomorrow. And there are people that have put in the work, do have the schooling, and they don't maybe have the self-worth to charge what they're worth. And then you have people that don't have any of those things, but they have the self-worth to charge a lot more. And good for them. I'm not, I'm not knocking on them. Like I said earlier, as long as you know more than your client, you are now able to provide a service that your client needs and you should be able to charge whatever you feel you should be compensated for okay nothing wrong with that i'm just merely pointing out the difference the contrast and this is why a lot of people don't value dog training and you would imagine dog trainers would but a lot of times dog trainers don't even value dog training experience dog training knowledge when they're inquiring about it Okay, um, I wouldn't just ask my friend, hey, uh, you know, you're a landscaper. We're buddies, right? When you get a chance, we're just driving by. Can you just cut my front lawn real quick? You just give it a quick pass and then later just give it another pass. We wouldn't do that. We value landscaping, right? You, you go, well, I'm going to I'm going to get I'm going to cut my own grass. Fine. You can cut your own grass. There's nothing wrong with that. Some people don't value that and they go, I'm not going to pay somebody to cut my grass. Perfect. You cut your own grass. But if you're unable to do so, for whatever reason, if you're unable to do so, maybe you don't have the equipment, maybe you don't have the time to cut your own grass, you don't just let your grass grow and look like crap, right? Generally, you're going to go, I need to pay somebody to do this, whether that somebody be a landscaping company or that that somebody might be your neighbor, but you're willing to pay for something that you are unable to do for yourself. And you're going to pay whatever that person charges. Even if you get different quotes, you're going to be within the same range and you're going to decide, I don't like to, but I have to. If you have to get work from an electrician, like I mentioned earlier, you don't go, Wow, $5,000? There's got to be somebody who's going to do the same type of work, solve my problem the same way for $1,000. It generally doesn't have. It rarely happens that way, right? I would say never happens that way. And if it does, you know the work, the quality is not going to be the same. And you know this going, going into it. But we don't do that. We don't cheapen the value of electrical work. We don't cheapen the value of plumbing right we don't cheapen the value of construction work etc we go then that sucks but i need this problem fixed and i have to pay that money dog training different now what do you guys think if you feel like uh, you've experienced this if you feel like it's right for people to to charge based on their experience drop me a comment let me know 
I wanted to know, I wanted to also let you know that I'm offering a shadowing program. So if you want to spend about a week with me and it's a full intensive shadowing program, you're going to learn about protection training. You're going to learn about decoy work, uh, e-collar work, marker training. There's going to be theory and application on operant classical conditioning and a bunch of things. You're able to bring your own dog or dogs and it's going to be a small number of people at a time and it's for one week every month for possibly a limited time. I'm not sure if I'm going to be doing this for a long time, but I'm trying it out. I've had people that have been requesting for this for a while and now, now I'm making it available and it has been generating a lot of interest. I'm already booking people for this. So if this is something you want to do, let me know. Otherwise, see you guys in the next video.